Welcome once again to Devotional. This is Pastor Ariel, and we are doing a follow-up on the sermon series on the marriage co- covenant, handling conflict. And we are going to look at the fifth uh, principle in handling conflict. I apologize for the somewhat rough landing from the last episode. It's been a while since I've been behind the mic and I'm getting a bit rusty. But anyways, I hope you didn't mind that kind of bumpy uh, landing that we had in the last episode. But anyways, let's just dive right into this one. The fifth principle in handling conflict also, you know, it seems so obvious when you hear them, but when you're in the mix, it's, it's a challenge. So you need to have these already in your mind. You need to stick to the issue at hand. You know, I'm thinking about a story in the Bible that, that confronts how you and I, when confronted with a conflict situation or a situation in which it brings us into emotional conflict, we tend to want to divert the subject somewhere else, especially if you're going to be on the losing end. I'm thinking about, you know, the conversation Jesus had with the Samaritan woman. She's interested in this water of everlasting life that, you know, she will never thirst. But when Jesus says, bring your husband, now there's conflict right this statement of jesus bring your husband provokes conflict in her heart so she says you know we say that we need to worship in this mountain and you use jews you jews sorry you jews say we need to worship in jerusalem which is it that has nothing to do with what jesus just said we um don't we're not good at sticking with the issue at hand when we are in conflict and we feel we're going into the losing end the the more potent one, the, the clearest one of this that I can think of as well is Cain. Cain has a conflict with his brother and he's not dealing with the conflict. So Jesus comes and says, why are you angry? Why is your face cast down? And from that situation, um, what is his response? You know, he's, he hardens his heart. And when Jesus confronts him further, when God confronts him even further, the statement, am I my brother's keeper? It's the same almost identical response. Am I my brother's keeper? I have no husband. You know, we are, are have a difficult time sticking to the issue at hand. And if we own it, I think we can deal with it. If you're thinking, well, that's not me, Pastor. I think that's all of us. You know, if this is at the very beginning of human history, and when Jesus begins his ministry, it's also there. It's not a Jew problem or a Samaritan problem. I think it's a human problem. And you and I will not confront this even or engage this reality more than in marriage. Um, I'm going to read to you a little bit of humor thing that Dr. Bakilke has in his book. It says, there's a little story, of course, it's fictional, but it makes a point. Uh, there's a story related by a, a church ca- marriage counselor, Stephen Grunlin, in which a married woman complained to her friend that every time she had an argument with her husband, he would get historical. Historical. <laughs> the friend laughed and said, uh, don't, you, don't you mean hysterical? And the woman replied, no, I do mean historical. Whenever we have an argument, he brings up every related and unrelated problem since we have been married. Which, of course, makes the point. Um, You will be very tempted to say, well, if you're saying that I am wrong about this, well, what about last month or what about a year ago? Are you sticking to the issue at hand? It's very tempting to divert. Just like Cain, just like the Samaritan woman, we have a predisposition when we feel we're not going to get, you know, an even shot or justice or we're going to get the short end of the stick. It's very tempting for us to divert to other things so that we can make a stronger case in our behalf. So we, we have this um, idea of, you know, competitive competitiveness um, that we addressed earlier. This is also a place where competitiveness can come in. 
This is when the generalized statements also can begin to crop in. Well, you always, well, you never. And usually what follows those are not related to the issue at hand. Um, I'm going to give an example again from Dr. Bakyoki's book. Um, the husband says, uh, you left the lawnmower out in the backyard yesterday and now the motor is soaked from last night rain. When will you ever learn to put things away in their proper place? When will you ever learn? That's not, not related at all with the lawnmower. He's just making this big general statement as if the wife does things all the time in this way. And uh, so the wife would respond, look who's talking. You leave your shoes all over the house and I have to pick them up and put them away all the time. Now, are those true statements, right? To them at that moment, they are, but are they really true? Will she ever learn to put things away in their proper place? Apparently she does because she puts her husband's shoes away in the proper place. So the question is, does he leave them all over the house? Have you found his shoes in the rooftop? Have you found his shoes in the attic? Have you found his shoes in the basements? Chances are that are not, but those all over, when will you ever learn? Those generalized, uh, generalized terms are also red flags, not just that you're getting, getting into competitive mode, but that you're not sticking to the issue at hand. If you're not sticking to the issue at hand, you won't solve the issue. You will not address the conflict. Let's revise that conversation, right, that we just had about the lawnmower. In Dr. Bakyoki, he has a, the option that is the, the biblical, the better, way, the better way, in which the husband says, Honey, did you know that you left the lawnmower out of, in the backyard yesterday and the motor got soaked with rain last night? And the wife responds, Oh no, I completely forgot to bring in the lawnmower. I am sorry. Will you be able to get the motor started now? I think so, says the husband, but I will have to pull out the spark plug and dry it. And it'll be a little bit more work, but I think I can do it. But I hope you won't leave the lawnmower out again, please. And the wife, no, I'll be sure to bring the lawnmower in next time. I'm sorry, honey, for causing you all this extra work. And the husband saying, no problem, please just remember it next time. What, what was the, the center theme of their conversation? The lawnmower. He, he spoke about the lawnmower. He, he did not go anywhere else. She responded in relationship to the lawnmower. Um, he did speak about the, the spark plug, but that's part of the lawnmower. But you get the, the point. They stuck with the issue. It would have been so tempting for the husband to th think, you know, I was gonna mow the lawn, but now I have to pull out the spark plug. I have to get the tools and all the extra work. And you know, my Sunday is ruined. And so emotionally, he'll want to it go all over the place. You know, when would you ever learn to put things, not just the lawnmower, but everything? And so we need to be careful, you know, rehearse the conversation. And again, this one is not like the previous one. You know, when we talked about choose an appropriate time, you don't choose these situations. The lawnmower is there, you're getting ready to use it, it doesn't start up, boom, your emotions crank up. Thus, the need to be connected with the Lord at all times. You don't know when conflict may arise especially within marriage. You're looking for your keys and your spouse left them in their coat and they left with their coat. <laughs> what do you wanna do now? You wanna be late for work or late for a meeting, late for an appointment, whatever. So how do you deal? You always do this. No, no, no. Stick to the issue at hand. What is the, the issue? You need keys, you need this, you need that. Um, that takes discipline, that takes focus. And the, the Lord can help us to stick with the issue at hand. If, if the Lord would confront the Samaritan woman he gently brought brought her back to the issue. And if you're, you see your spouse getting off track, pray, pray for wisdom. Like I said before, you know, through every one of these, the connection with the Lord is crucial. 
bringing the Lord into the conversation is crucial. And don't give up if you know you you fail at it and you find yourselves both you know at each other's throats, blaming stuff about you know ten decades ago and blah 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 and the genealogical failures. Um, you can redo it again. There's a, um, a, a verse in Lamentations chapter 3 that says that we are not consumed because God's merciful to us and every morning His mercies are new. Every morning He gives you a brand new clean page where you can start all over again and if yesterday you let go of His hand, if yesterday you did not appropriate yourself of His grace and His power, guess what? You can do that today. So today, choose to stick to the issue at hand.